Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We're going to 4 o'clock today once again. Just a reminder, uh, if you were not listening yesterday, stop by Nutrizio's 13th and O. Um, mention that you the ticket and you receive a free 32-ounce drink if you mention that you heard us uh, talking to them, Steve and Jacob from Nutrizio's, yesterday around 2 o'clock. So make sure you stop by there, 13th and O. Um, it is Wednesday afternoon, which means we are joined by with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Aaron, how's it going? Going well, thank you. All right, let's let's start with football because um, there's a couple little bit of uh, news and notes that came out last night late. It sounds like Tony Tuioti may be moving on. I mean, how does this affect the way and direction that Nebraska Scott Frost specifically goes with his coaching staff? How does this kind of um, – how do you see it all shaking out? Well, I'd like to just point out for anyone who has tuned in on Wednesdays, I have been saying for a few weeks now or at least a couple weeks now that mm-hmm. like I was pretty sure that I felt like they weren't done because – with changes. Now I'm not saying I knew that like it was two specifically. Yeah. It just felt like, uh, especially as we were waiting to find out like what was the future of a special teams coordinator or coach position, um, that something had to change. So, I mean, in a perfect world, as long as there are no additional changes, there's no one else that departs in a perfect world, you could move, uh, Dawson back into the defensive line spot. That's where he was originally with Nebraska Barrett Rude could either take on both outside linebackers and inside, or you could have Eric Schneider help out with outside linebackers. So that does make it a little bit, um, it does kind of help them free up that special teams spot if you want that. Um, but again, that's completely dependent on as long as there are no additional changes on that side of the ball. Um, we're still waiting on running backs and what's to be made official there. So I mean, like I said, in a perfect scenario, you move Dawson back to defensive line and then either Rude takes over all linebackers or Eric Schnander helps out for the outside spot. So we'll see that that would be like, I mean, like, again, perfect scenario. How much how worried are you in terms of attrition if a guy like Tony Tuioti leaves? I mean, he was definitely one that surprised me when I saw the news start coming out last night. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for him. He's a West Mm -hmm. Coast guy. Um, He really enjoys recruiting on the West Coast. We know that about him. Um, But he, his players really, really love him. If you talk to just about any of the defensive players, they really, he's their guy. And now that's not to say so many of them felt the same way about, about Mike Dawson as well. So um, that would be like again a really nice fit to put Dawson back there since he did recruit some of those players that are in that defensive line room. But it, it does make things a little bit more interesting. And so with attrition, I think it kind of depends on who steps into that spot. If Mike Dawson ends up taking back over the defensive line room, maybe you don't see much attrition at all because again he helped recruit so many of them. Uh, it's definitely somebody that they also speak really highly of and really like. Mm-hmm. Now if they Dawson doesn't stays work stays put um maybe you see somebody move on I think if nothing else it'll be interesting more to see what it means for recruiting at that spot in the future just because Tuioti is you know somebody that so many likes but 
we'll, we'll see. I, I guess I'm not overly concerned about attrition at this point, but it really, again, just kind of depends on who ends up coaching that room. We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity. Now let's flip over to the offensive side and, and talk a little bit about quarterbacks because there's been a lot of names entered the portal and actually now left the portal. The, the longer that this process goes on and Nebraska doesn't find a quarterback out of the portal, how soon does that thought of they're sticking with what they have in that room sort of creep into the minds? I mean, it kind of depends. Like, is it so much of a choice on their part or yeah. is it, you know, they're going after quarterbacks who end up choosing to go elsewhere? That's mm-hmm. the that's the stuff that we're not always going to be privy to behind the scenes unless somebody wants to tell us specifically. But it could also be – the thing is, is we know Nebraska wants a quarterback out of the transfer portal. So I would assume Nebraska has been making offers to quarterbacks out of the portal or at least gauging interest. And so – I think each time you see a quarterback then choose to go elsewhere, it kind of is a little bit of a why why maybe that spot versus Nebraska. They still have they still have some options. Like that's the biggest thing. There are still we're not completely like it's not like every transfer portal transfer portal quarterback is like mm-hmm. out of like you know not available. But like it'll it's just going to be interesting. I know. Um, one that kind of has like come up is Casey Thompson. Could he, could he be the one? Um, we'll see. Uh, it will. It's definitely one of those things where I think if they don't get a transfer quarterback, I, I don't think it won't be because they didn't try. That's going to be the really interesting part is like, I think they really want one. So if they don't get one, that feels a little bit dicier, at least in my opinion. We're speaking with Aaron Sorensen of Hale varsity and Aaron is, is this, could this be one of the things where Nebraska is waiting on, you know, the transfer portal quarterback that they're looking for or, or somebody to choose them before they go after any other positions on the offense uh, via the transfer portal? Possibly. I mean, so like take Casey Thompson, for example, from Texas, he could be, you know, he's a different type of quarterback. Like, all of the quarterbacks are a little bit different. So maybe you want to think about like, if he's the person, what does he look like as far as like the other type of players that you might bring into the offensive on the offensive side of things to like be weapons for him or whomever else it might be. I do think kind of similar to like needing to know who your offensive coordinator and your quarterbacks coaches, knowing who your quarterback is and what type of offense you're going to need to be running with that quarterback is really key so I do think there's a little bit of wait and see here, and it, it it's just I think I, I understand the frustration. I've seen a lot of Nebraska fans getting more and more frustrated of like each time they see a transfer quarterback go mm-hmm. somewhere else and feeling a little disheartened by that. I can get it because I think it's a really important piece that you sort of need to square away before you can get much further. Um, but you know, if things start to look like, well, it's going to be Logan and Heinrich and maybe they aren't going to be having that player right off the bat from the transfer portal that they were hoping for, you know, maybe that starts to shift then where you put your focus and you start to see some attention placed elsewhere. So yes, I, it's just, I, like I said, I can understand like kind of a little bit of the frustration, confusion, things I've seen from Nebraska fans so far when it comes to this, knowing that Frost has said, they want to transfer quarterback as long as it is the right person. 
So we're kind of at an impasse right now. Yeah, we're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity. And one last quarterback question, then we'll move on, I promise. But speaking <laughs> of what we just talked about, how, how Scott Frost has said or, or you know said that they're leaning towards taking a transfer portal quarterback, how if they don't find one by the by the time next season starts in Ireland, how does that fluctuate the confidence in, in potential success for this program next season? I, you know, I think I, what we know so far is that Logan has shown a lot of growth as a mm-hmm. quarterback. He obviously has gotten a little bit of experience, not as much as you'd hope for and want um, in a season, but he's had experience at this point. Um, he's going to have to keep working on his throwing mechanics, um, but he's he's shown so far that he's capable so you definitely have to start shifting into gear of like I I think this is one thing is you're this is not a quarterback competition per se that you can take really close to the start of the season you really have to know pretty soon into spring who's this going to be because you want to start building those relationships building confidence and so maybe that maybe it's Heinrich and we we know we've heard what we know like we've seen Heinrich in high school we know what we know from his high school film and we've heard He's a great passer. He's got all of the mechanics that they want, and he's he's going to be a great quarterback. Um, but you got to get those people like moving because y- you can't wait. So I think if you're starting to look at like you're not going to get that person, if you want to be able to build and instill confidence and like get this team off on the right foot and you know get everyone on the same page, you got to you got to get that squared away sooner rather than later. This is not something that I would think you should drag on very long because mm-hmm. at some point you got to you got to be able to pass the reins to somebody and start building those building those relationships up because that's going to be really important. Aaron, a couple of days ago Trev Alberts spoke on on the radio and mentioned something about improving fan experience at Memorial Stadium and this is kind of brought up every year and, and obviously alcohol sales are a big part of of this conversation but in in realistic possibility in your eyes what are some changes that could be made to or in your opinion should be made or could be made to memorial stadium to improve fan experience i've actually talked with trev alberts about this um personally and this was at big 10 media days this last summer and i asked him just about some of these fan experience things and one of the big things is south stadium there are Mm -hmm. so many um when it comes to concessions themselves at, at nebraska when you think of south stadium they're not convenient they're kind of um, difficult to navigate, uh, standing in line ultimately cuts off uh, people being able to move around the concourse. And then when you think about seating, seating is really uncomfortable. Being able to space it out, even if it ends up you know, decreasing the capacity of Memorial Stadium is probably something worth looking at. I think really for Trev Alberts, he's looking at how do we make the Memorial Stadium or any venue that Nebraska has more comfortable and then also make it easier for people to get access to restrooms, to concessions, to the things that are going to make their experience easier? Because if it's not, what's en- going to end up happening for so many is they're just going to stay home because it's, it's yeah. simply easier. So I think you're going to see, I think his big thing, at least from when I've talked with him about this, is um, really improving the span, like seating experience, um, concessions, but also making it more accessible. There are not a lot of Memorial Stadium is accessible unless you're on the new side, which requires you to go all the way to the top with the elevator. So there's a lot that kind of needs to be rethought when it comes to Memorial Stadium, but he seems really particularly interested in how to make all of that happen. So look, 
it's the boring answer, but like, I'd be cool if they just gave people some more, more room just so that they don't have to be squashed in there so close to the people next to them. Like let people have a little extra space. All right. Last one before we let you go, this is kind of a bigger picture uh, question over the course of, of all the athletics at Nebraska. I want to look back on NIL. It's been in effect about six months or so. I mean, what are your thoughts on NIL in these first six months? I mean, we've seen Nicklin Hames be a big player in it. I saw an Iowa football player uh, donate some money to a, to a children's hospital, I believe. I mean, what have been your thoughts on, on name, image, and likeness and since it's taken effect? You know, I I have been a big proponent of name, image, and likeness even before it went into, before it was official, and I'm, I'm a huge fan even to this day. I think overall um, you're still seeing – some growing pains. I think that's going to happen until there's like some kind of federal legislation that kind of creates some uniformity, which, you know, presents its own challenges with that. But I, I think you're seeing a lot of players use this for good. So we think of Tate Wildeman and Casey Rogers. They did the fry competition at Honest Aves this fall. And a portion of those that proceeds went to uh, the Food Bank of Lincoln. So I think you're seeing a lot of athletes find things that are near and dear to their heart and they're ending up in taking some of these nil deals and putting them back into their communities it's also just securing like for so many of them now the ncaa loves to run that commercial and we heard it all through the volleyball tournament so many of these players are going to go pro in something other than sports and this is the time where they could save some of this money that they can make when they are at their most marketable and put that away and it could change their lives forever. So I think what we've seen from NIL is no, you're not seeing tons and tons of athletes making six figures at this point. You're seeing some, but not all, but it hasn't ruined locker rooms. You're still seeing plenty of athletes get opportunities. And a lot of them are getting to partner with small and local businesses and make a difference that way. Give back. I just, I think, I think at the end of it, the, the good has, shown it outweighs any of the bad and that's going to continue i'm excited to see what nil looks like six months from now a year from now i think it's just going to keep getting better aaron i have have one last question it's not sports related at all uh how'd that eas test wake you up (laughs) i hadn't gone to sleep yet thank goodness i was scrolling tiktok because that's what i usually do when i should be sleeping and oh my i jumped out of my skin i i was convinced i'm like the world is ending this is that we we have met we have met our time this is it and so then when you finally like kind of come to like your senses and you see it and you're like it's a test it took a moment and i was like i need to go to twitter because i know i just know that's where the fun will be and of course it was everyone was having a great time (laughs) it was the worst that that is awesome aaron appreciate the time as always have a merry christmas and we'll talk to you next week Thank you, you too. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Yeah, I did not get that alert. You didn't? Should I be worried? Uh, Yeah. I did not get that. My buddies did, who I was hanging out with. Mm, looks like your phone doesn't work. So if ev- there's ever an ev- emergency, so you're dead. Every phone should have gotten it. I would think so. Every right. phone in Nebraska. I may need to check in on that. All right, let's... Uh, that's let's, not good. Yeah, let's take a time out. Um, when we come back, let's let's talk about this fan experience thing a little bit because I, I'm curious. I, I've mentioned concourse. We, we've mentioned decreasing capacity. Personally, I, I'm not too concerned about the capacity because we've had we've had to find new ways to get fans in the stadium anyway. Yeah, and so that that's a real problem, right? If we're if we're so, I know there's some people that aren't concerned about the sellout streak. Um, but if if you're in that lane, and that's totally fine because it's history, it's something Nebraska fans can hold on to. Nebraska has a program, 
and as as an athletic department. But this is one way to really ensure that it's not going anywhere for a very long time is if you decrease capacity and, and you give fans uh, another reason, um, another positive reason to come on out to Memorial Stadium. All right, let's dive into that a little bit a little bit more after the break. Um, you're listening to the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.